and we're back with another episode of Have a Wine. Tonight, we're going to be talking about casual dating. The good, the bad, and the downright ugly. Ooh. <laughs> so, this one is a topic that we picked because um, I guess we could go a bit further back and both of us have experiences that we can kind of reflect on. To give context, I'm not one to talk about my feelings a lot and I feel like in the last two episodes I've just sort of dished it all out for you guys. So I said that Maze had to give a little bit more this episode, which is why we've picked a topic that we both can contribute to a little bit. So why don't you kick it off, Maze? What are we talking about today? So with casual dating, I feel like every girl in their early 20s, you know, has some sort of experience with it because you know whether you were young naive and sheltered in high school or in early uni and you just you know wanted to explore and date as many people as possible or just unless you married your high school sweetheart yeah unless you married them (laughs) one of those lucky people (laughs) generally I feel like most girls go through this phase of just wanting to go out there be themselves and just date whomever and whenever and not have too much worry and commitment. But I think that casual dating can come with its good things, its bad things, and then it can be really harmful and, you know, affect you long term. So I guess this whole podcast is really just going back through that early phase, especially because, you know, I was saying to Sim earlier tonight that I feel sorry for the girls and guys who are in their early 20s right now because I feel like they're missing out a lot on that kind of experience because of COVID. I think casual dating has just changed. It's not what it was when you and I were in our early 20s because let me tell you, the things that I did in my early 20s, I could not even think about doing now with COVID. Like now I go to a club and all I can think, or pre-lockdown, when I went to a club, all I could think about was oh my gosh, everyone's got some sort of disease. Like, I don't want anyone coming near me. But in my early 20s, let me tell you, that did not stop me from doing anything. I remember the first night that we went out after, like, all the restrictions had been eased in Sydney, like, early this year. We went to Bungalow 8 and we were just, like, looking at each other like, oh my god, everyone is too close. It just didn't feel the same. Like, I don't know. I I don't know if this is just me or if it's just ageing or what, but going out did not hit the same and I did have I had zero desire to talk to any guys going near any guys I just wanted to have a dance with my friends but even that just felt so uncomfortable because people just brushing up against you and everyone was too close yeah all you could think about is how contagious is COVID but anyways that's not the topic of tonight casual dating is but I guess the point is that it's changing like I, I I don't know Maybe people in their early 20s are still experiencing that. Maybe we are just getting old. But I think it's definitely now that we can't go out to clubs and we can't, I guess, date as easily as we used to pre-COVID, casual dating doesn't look the same Mm. as it did a few years ago. And what did it look like for us? Well, let me tell you. It was, you know, living it up with my single pals, mostly. Well, why don't you tell us a story, Emmaes? <laughs> Kick us off with a bit of a story oh, from your early so 20s. Many stories. Look, I spent a long time living abroad. I lived in the UK, and um, I had many nights out. I actually can't pinpoint a particular event. But, but she was drunk. 
Yeah, but, you know, you'd go out with your friends, like, you'd have pre-drinks at your house, you know, you'd have, you'd play drunk games, and that was, that was the fun part of the night, actually, that was the highlight for me, just hanging out at home with my friends, having drinks, because we didn't have to pay for them, um, and just chilling and having fun, and then realising, oh, shit, you know, maybe we won't be able to get in anymore, or maybe we'll have to pay the cover charge, and hurrying out to get at least to you the lived club. in the UK and not with Sydney's lock, yeah. lockout rules so <laughs> and then like you get to the club and you know you either pay your fee or be able to just get in straight away whatever and you go and have a fun like have a fun night but you'd like if you were a single girl which I was at the time you know you'd, you'd look around the room see who was there and this just seems so foreign right now because I can't imagine anyone doing this. But you just you look around the room and like you dance and stuff, and then you lock eyes with someone. And if you both looked at each other for a long enough period of time, that would be it. You'd go and dance with them, and then maybe you'd start hooking up with them. Let's clarify. This is foreign for me is because one, coronavirus, we don't go to clubs. Two, she's basically in a married relationship at the moment, so the idea of Locking eyes at somebody across the room does not happen to her very often no, these days. No, but it did. It used to happen quite a lot. And that's why I guess I find it so hard to understand what it's like dating now because that's what it used to be like for me. Like casually getting locking eyes with someone, going over to them, dancing them for a bit, you know, and then you'd hook up with them for a bit. Maybe you'd chat afterwards. Maybe you'd go to the smokers area and you'd like talk to them for a bit. Ah, yes, the smoker's area, <laughs> where we smokers would meet area. every... Uh, oh, all the best stories started off in the smoker's area for some reason. It was just a magical part of the club, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was. But, I mean, I can't smoke, so I never actually smoked no, her. No, I never smoked either. One of my best mates, when I lived in Melbourne, she smoked. So we would go out to the smoker's area. And honestly, that was where we met all the guys we would use, like we used to pick up back in the day. Honestly, yeah. like the smoker's area. <laughs> See, it'd either be the smokers area or it would be the dance floor. It wouldn't yeah. be, like, just awkwardly standing there talking to your friends, like, in the corner because no one would approach you. Which is what it's like now because the few times that we have gone out since coronavirus, mm. lockdown, eased, whatever, like, it's been very much you talk to your own little group of people but you don't talk to anyone you don't know. No. And, I mean, maybe it is for the better because it's safer but I feel like there was that sort of thrill Oh, hundred percent. you got, you know? But I don't, I don't know, like, I, like, back then I loved it. Like, I loved that thrill. But I, I don't know, like, what's changed, whether it's coronavirus or if it's me just getting older and moving to a new city where I've sort of realised my priorities. But I don't know, the idea of doing that again is kind of exhausting to me now. Like I think we're also just getting old. I think we are just getting old. Like, I think it's just that thrill in your early 20s when you're going out a lot, you're drinking a lot. Like, honestly, alcohol had a big part of it, so. And we used to be able to do it every weekend. Like, it wasn't just, like, what we're doing now, which is just having, like, a gigantic bottle of wine <laughs> together. It was, like, you know, spirits and other mixed drinks and mm. other drinks and then going to the club and then having shots and other stuff. And it's, like, I can't imagine even doing that anymore. Like, I I want to go to bed comfortably, you know? <laughs> I don't want to be hungover for three days. No. Like, that's where I'm at in my life right now. But anyways, bringing it back to casual, like, I don't think you ever gave us that story, Maze. Are we, are we going to hear this story from you? Or? Well, the thing is, like, a lot of my casual relationships, I don't even, 
like I don't really know what to describe because they were either like the kind of relation, the like kind of events where it was in a nightclub, hooked up, like locked eyes with someone, made out with them, and then moved on, or yeah. it was I made out like like locked eyes, made out with them, continued to dance with them, and talked with them like in the smokers area or whatever area it was, and then I'd like actually date them a little bit after. See, I think my experience is a little bit different. So when I lived in Melbourne, me and my best mate, who was single at the time, not so much anymore, but we were sort of like this dynamic duo. Like when we went out, I don't know what it was about our friendship, but for some reason we just gave each other this confidence. And I honestly, like as we know, confidence sort of mm. is the give all, like be all. Like you just, if you've got confidence, you can pick up anyone you want to pick up. But when we were out, like, on the dance floor, like out in the smokers, whatever, like we never failed to pick up. So we had this little phase when we lived in Melbourne where we would go out and we would pick up all the time. Like it was, it was a great time in my life to be quite honest. And I remember there was this one time we went out and we got these two housemates. So she started talking to one. I started talking to his mate. Like we all hit it off. Like I hit it off with him. She hit it off with his mate. We ended up going back to the same house like an hour away from where we actually lived at the time. And it was just like, that was my 20s. Like, I feel like that night summed up my 20s in a nutshell. And at that point, I had like a casual guy that I was seeing or early days casual guy that I was seeing. But I would pick up, see them for one night, never talk to them again. And I was so content with that back in the day. But that's my story, at least. Like... I actually have something very similar that I've just thought of because you've reminded me. Yeah. Um, there was a friend I had who lived in, like, northern London, and I lived outside at the time, and I travelled in, like, an hour and a half, two hours. And we went out one night in central London, and she picked up, and, like, there was his friend as well there, and I, like, made friends with him because, you know, they were hooking up. And she convinced me to be like, oh, yeah, let's let's take them back tonight. Because, like, I was staying up at her place after because there's no way I could go home myself after that because I lived too far away. So all four of us went back to her place, even though, you know, I had no intention because I didn't actually like that guy. Like, I wasn't attracted to him. I was just like, you know, you just keep them company, it's right? Your, you get your beer goggles and then anyone's attractive, really. Mm, nah, I didn't really like him. I was just like, I was just keeping him company, but I actually just wasn't attracted to him. But, like, yeah, we went back to her place because she, she had promised me at the time, like, would go out and that I'd stay over and stay back in her bed with her because she's my friend. But because she um, took this guy back and as well as his friend, like, we got back to her place and she was just like, oh, yeah, you know, just take my housemate's bed. And I was like, oh, isn't this a bit weird? Like, you know, you haven't really asked her either, have you? And she's like, oh, it's fine, it's fine, whatever. I was just like... Oh, okay, and, like, I went in with, like, and she, like, gave me the bedroom for me and that other guy because I think she was, like, oh, yeah, you know, go sleep with him. And I'm, like, but I really don't want to. So I literally just drank a lot of water and went to sleep, like, actually just went to sleep in that bed. I and then we were supposed to be day, telling the fun stories in this story. Well, it's just a story because, <laughs> like, I just remember it being, like. Look, we don't want to hear the stories about how you drank water and went to bed early that night. We want to hear the raunchy no. shit here. I, I given... still thought it was funny because that, like, that to me was, like, interesting because she, you know, was so dead set on picking up that night that she didn't care that, like, you know, we were kind of intruding on her housemate's comfort. Look, I've been like, there. if that happened between us, I don't think either of us would be, pro- 
pretty happy with. Oh, if you let anyone sleep in my bed, I would not be happy no. with that. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I remember when I was in uni, I was in like a triple dorm and my housemate let someone sleep in my bed. And the only way I found out was, was because I found fucking dirt in my bed that yeah. night. And I asked her, I was like, why is there dirt in my bed, Marina? And she's like, oh, sorry, my mate slept in there a few nights ago. And, yeah, look, I was pissed to say the least, but... Like, I just think that, like, going out and seeking the casual route can do funny things to your brain. This was my friend, and I had absolutely no way of getting home unless I wanted to pay, like, a few hundred pounds to get home. Like, I wasn't going to do that. But I was stuck in, like, you know, sleeping in her housemate's bed with this guy that I didn't know. So I mean, you never have to sleep with someone you don't want to sleep with. Like... I didn't want to sleep on the couch. I was like, this is a complete stranger. I have a closer tie to this bed. I should be able to sleep in the bed. I don't know. I mean, there's, there's tons of other stories, and we can talk about that soon. I just wanted to, like, reiterate that point that I was put in a funny situation at one point once because of someone else wanting to seek a casual night. But, see, that's your role as a wing woman. You've got to do what you're going to do to support your girls. Mm, like, nice. there's plenty of times where I would talk to the mate of a friend that, like, like again, like going back to my friend that, like, we used to go out a lot she would pick up. Sometimes I would just entertain their mates just for the sake of being a good wing woman and make sure she got somebody to go home with that night, whether I went home with them or not. Like, obviously, you know. Mm. But, look, wing woman duties, you got to do what you got to do. you got to support your single girls where you can. And let me tell you, there's not a lot of that going on anymore these no. days, especially when you live in Sydney and all your friends are all cuffed. But, like, thinking back, like, there were some good times with, like, the whole casual dating, you know. I kind of miss the time that I was that carefree. Like, yeah, I miss not care. Like, I, it sounds bad, but I think now that I'm getting a little bit older, I'm thinking more about the number that I'm at or, mm. like, should I be looking for something different? Like, should I be doing one-night stands? Like, to be fair, I don't enjoy one-night stands. I never have. If yeah. I'm drunk enough, maybe I enjoy them. But generally, I don't like them. But now I sort of just think about, like, what's the point? Why should I bother? Whereas in my early 20s, I didn't even think twice. I just sort of went with it and did whatever I felt like at the time. And I miss that carefreeness. Like, I know. I, I remember being like that too. I was just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, I think some of my best casual moments that I could describe were when I was traveling around Europe because literally no um, responsibility, no ties, just you're traveling. Like, yeah. And – I feel so sorry for all the people that just can't experience that because it was, you know, a unique opportunity where you, like, got to a different country. You're not only exploring the country, but you got to make friends with people from around the world. You know, you'd sit in, like, a common room and make friends with people. Okay, we're not talking about friendships here, though. We're talking about casual relationships. And you'd eventually go on a pub crawl with these people. I'm still waiting for a raunchy story from you. Like, I get you're basically married, but, like, we need something here. I can't be the one giving us all the stories. Because a lot of the stuff I can't really share. Why can't you? I've shared plenty on this podcast. I don't know. I just – some of it actually has been kind of, like, painful anyway because some of it – But casual's not supposed to be painful. Is that not what we generally say? Well – Thinking back now, like five, six years later, yeah, it's fine. But in the heat of the moment during the time, I had a lot of like 
horrible feelings after it. And this is because I think I'm quite a monogamous person. Like, I Let's just- talk about that. Like, I get that because now if I have a one-nighter, I feel pretty gross about it. Like, I don't feel good about mm. doing that stuff anymore. But, yeah, like, I agree. I'm a very monogamous person. Like, even when I'm dating, my friends are always saying, date multiple people. Like, you can't put all your eggs in one basket. But I, I can't, like one focus on more than one person at a time like my brain doesn't allow it I already have too much going on outside of my life or like on other aspects of my life besides dating and two like I just I don't need that much like well see that's that's why it's so interesting when I talk to you about this because I think I'm the opposite I used to date multiple people at the same time because well, one was fun because if one wasn't free, then I'd just go hit up the other person and go and hang out with them. And then if that person wasn't free, go hang out with someone else. See, like, the sad thing is, like, I could hit up multiple people. Like, I do have multiple people that I could hit up, but I don't need it. Like, you know, if I wanted to see somebody and they weren't free tonight, I don't need to see them. Like, I can do my own thing. Like, I didn't need to see a guy. And I've never – I haven't been like that for a long time now. Like – I think actually pretty much my whole life I've been very much like like I have one guy whether I'm like seeing casually like seeing seriously whatever it doesn't matter but I'm seeing that one person if I date people on the side that's fine but I can't focus my energy on more than one person yeah there's always when you're dating multiple people there's always like a a wifey but see I can't even like date like I could go on like one date but if I'm like three dates in with two or three different guys, I can't deal with that. I have to pick one and I have to get rid of the rest. No, I just don't have the mental energy to spend on more than one guy. Like even me spending that energy on dating one guy is a lot for me because I'm focusing on my work, my friends, my family. Like I have so much stuff that I would rather spend my time on. So when I have to put like this energy into multiple guys, I can't do it. You know what's really funny? Like, I always had, like, sometimes two guys on, a, on the go. One would be the wifey, the one that I would maybe mm. see, the one I would spend most of my time with. And then the other one would be just fulfilling. The other one would just be fulfilling, like, that extra need to just have someone to spend time with. And um, I remember there was a guy, a really cute guy. He was, um like, really young. I met him in a nightclub. And... He was really sweet, but he was, like, three or four years younger than me, and he was so innocent, and he literally just wanted to date me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we never spent time at each other's places, I think because also he lived with his parents, like, mm, out That's far a out of dead giveaway right there. <laughs> yeah. But I actually I actually appreciated that, but I felt, I felt a little bit guilty because I would, like, you know, spend time with another guy that I was dating at the time. Mm. And then I would go and see this guy afterwards, like we'd go spend time at the museums and things like that in London. And it would be so cute. Like he would hold my hand and like kiss me on the forehead. It would just be really, really sweet. You know what's funny? I don't think I ever went on a proper date until last year and I'm 25. So I didn't go on a proper date till I was 24. That you know was the proper date again? Hey. Remind us again who the proper date was. Oh, look, it didn't go anywhere. It was just a guy that I saw probably twice. Mm. That was honestly probably the first proper date that I went on. But I have never been a dater. And, like, when I – so I was seeing – like, when I lived in Melbourne, I was, like, sleeping with somebody, whatever, for, like, two years, a long, long time of my life. Mm. And 
I couldn't focus on anyone but him, but I could have one night stands and that was my capacity. This is the funny thing though, because I feel like I'm so opposite to that because I couldn't deal with the one night stands. I'd want to have someone who I could spend much more time with. Well, see, I had the guy that I was seeing for two years and then, but because we weren't in a relationship or we weren't, I guess, we I, I don't even know what we were. But, yeah, like, the only thing I could mentally handle at that point was a one-night stand apart from him. Like, I couldn't date another guy. Mm. And I think that kind of was shit for me because I wasted a lot of time on that. Yeah. Because it obviously didn't go anywhere because here I am still single, so. <laughs> but I think that's my problem. I waste a lot of time, like, just hanging out with guys that, like, you know, I'm happy with what it is. It is what it is. But I don't actually have the capacity to date anybody else, which is why I waste a lot of time not dating. And that's why I keep telling you, you need to date multiple people. I can't, can't do it. I honestly, like, because just don't have the mental... You you saw me. Like, early this year, I was dating two guys at the same time and I literally had to go see this guy on a Monday night for ramen because that was the only time I was free. You didn't even like him that much. I literally was like, you had to push me out of the house. Like, yeah. I did not want to go. She came back within, like, an hour and I was like, wow, that bad. Like, I don't give my best self when I have to do things I don't want to do. No. So when I had to take two guys in the same week... All I could be was, like, I would rather be at home, like, working out or, like, doing anything but going on this day. I think my record was, like, three or four in one week, but it dates that I went on. I just, I can't do it. I have tried to do the date multiple guys thing, but it doesn't work for me. And I think one-night stands are a good way to avoid that, but at the same time, I hate one-night stands. I just think they're useless. But I think for me, casual dating like that actually really helped because it sort of helped me understand what I wanted in a person, like that I wanted to be with, because I got to date such a variety of people that I got to know what different personalities didn't work for me, what kind of guys that I like, for example, I don't like smokers or, you know, druggies, or like, for example, I needed to have someone... Thumbs up my type. (laughs) You know, to have someone who was willing to spend time with me and who, you know, wouldn't flake on me or someone who was, like, not afraid of texting, you know, and spending time on the phone with me. A lot of the time, like, you'd, I'd find guys who... So it seems like you were feeling your... You were looking for one-night stands, casual relationships, but you were still sort of looking for a relationship in them. I've always been a relationship gal, but I, like... You know, it was hope, like hoping that I could do it, and I couldn't do it. It is interesting because I think we're polar opposites in that sense. Like yeah. you are through and through a relationship girl, and I am the opposite of that. I am absolutely not a relationship girl. <laughs> like the idea of a relationship to this day is like pretty terrifying. To I think, me. but it's also because you don't know what it's like to have that. Well, look, no, I I don't think that's the case. Like, even today, like, Mason and I were cooking dinner and (laughs) I realised that, like, we always joke that I'm the boyfriend of this house. Like, I'm her second boyfriend. I do all the, like, fixing of things or whatever, you know, a boyfriend stereotypically does. But today we realised that I'm also the wifey. Like, I had to clean the kitchen and do the dishes because my standards are a lot different to Mason's. Hey, 
look, I cleaned. I just had a cut finger. And I was no, like, look, she said, I don't want to clean because you're just going to clean it again anyway. So today I realized that I am both the wifey and the boyfriend, which is probably why I can't do relationships because I am both. So Maybe your high standards are way, just way too high. I just don't think why. anyone can clean the kitchen like I want and fix the shit that I want like I want them to. So. I'm like, I'm perfectly happy to let a boy do stuff for me. That's See, I have this weird pride ego thing where I'm like, no, I'll fix this shit myself. Flat pack, I will build this shit myself. I'm not having anyone do Whereas this for me. I will look at it and be like, oh, I can just, I can deal with it. I can just wait. I can deal with like the fact prior that prior to your relationship, let me swipe on, swipe on Tinder and just find a guy to do this flat pack <laughs> for me. Like, I, I kid you not, I um, I actually waited a whole week, um. For my boyfriend to come over to fix the fact that, like, I had a bag strap stuck in my wardrobe door. Literally, I could have fixed that in She five probably minutes. could have fixed that. I never told her about it because I was just like, oh, I don't want to bother Simmy about it. She's got so much going on. And I was just like, it's fine. I can live with it. I'll just wait until he comes over. He did fix it for me, by the way. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't think it's hard to fix. It's not hard. Please, I tried. I did it genuinely try myself because I was like, okay, I'm going to be more like Sim. I'm going to try and fix it myself. But I couldn't. <laughs> Uh, so I had to wait for him. No, it is funny. We we have a balanced household, but it is it was funny today when I sort of realized that this is probably why I'm single is because I have like I just tick all the boxes and I don't think anyone can else can tick them for well, me. I think, yeah, I think it's more like yeah, you don't need anyone and guys I think need to be needed. You know what's funny? My mum actually said that to me the other day because she she also knows that I'm very much like a very independent person I don't like to depend on people even my family who I'm so close to and she's like you know guys like to be depended on guys don't like guys like a damsel in distress and I'm like oh I will not be that damsel in distress mother and she's like we well, can be single then for a long time until you find a guy that's okay with that they like to be a hero they do like guys want to be the one that swoop in and help you fix the thing that you know you can't do but See, I have a bit of an ego and I don't like to let them do that. So. Yeah, for example, like, Arian doesn't – he's not confident in his cooking, right? Mm. Like, I'm the one who cooks between the two of us. And then – but he's the one who fixes and drives and does everything else for me. I think that's a thing. Like, I don't let anybody in my life have a role in my life. Like, I mean, But you should. But I think when I'm – like that's why casual I think suits me better it's because like when I'm looking for someone I'm just looking for like their company like I don't want them mm. to like add any value to my life if that makes any sense but in like because with us we not only do we make each other happy because we like spending time with each other we like help each other out in these kind of ways like I cook for him we have like fun times together I chat to him because like you know I'm the talkative one really I didn't know that <laughs> But, you know, he's also, he's so, he's so dependable in, like, basically every other situation. Like, that's what I need in a partner. Well, see, I don't that's know. That's what like, I figured I, out. Like, I think it's very much to each their own. But I, for me personally, I don't, I just want someone to, like, hang out with and spend time with. I don't want somebody that I'm waiting to, like, fix something for me or. But that, like, that's more just come as part of our relationship. That's how we've, we've fallen into that natural pattern. That's yeah. what works for us. I mean, when we started out, it was basically, like, we just like spending time together. And that's yeah. how it should be. You're right. But it's naturally also fallen into this way where we appreciate these things of each other. Like, I, I don't know if this is just, like, my personality. But I feel like a lot of the guys that I've, 
like casual or whatever that I sort of hung out with or spent time with, they want to be the fixer. Like from very early on. And I don't know if that's just the guys that I'm meeting or what. Like I just feel like every guy that I've sort of met in the last two years has been trying to be Fix that. you? No, like they want to be the one. Like, for example, this guy that I was seeing a few months ago, he like – he wanted to be the one prepared for everything. He wanted to bring everything. Like, he wanted to fix mm. everything. And that's just not what I need. Like, I – and, like, I don't like guys thinking that they need to add this to my – like, I don't know how to explain that. You're just very independent. Yeah, and I need a guy that appreciates that. Like, not that I need them to do more. But I guess, like, back to the whole casual dating topic, like, needs and things like that shouldn't be something that you think about, really. Right. Well, that's why I, I like, like, I don't you know. You like I've, them, though, for that reason, don't like, you? Like, I've always, I guess for the last six months, I've said, like, oh, I want a relationship, maybe. Like, I want to do something. Like, I want to settle down. But honestly, I like casual dating. I don't like one-night stands, but I like casual dating. Mm. Because I'm not depending on them. They're not depending on me. If I don't want to listen to that shit, I don't have to listen to that shit. I can tell them to go away. Like This is what I don't understand, though. Because, like, for example, if you've got someone saying to you, like, you know, I don't want a relationship... And you're, like, cool with that. Isn't there any sort of risk at all that, like, potentially you might still get feelings for them because of the way that they might behave towards you? I don't catch feelings that easily. I think I've probably had feelings for two guys in my life. So. Meanwhile, I, like, I catch feelings for, like, like a... Like a box of fruit. <laughs> box of fruit. I don't, like, I think especially if a guy, like, tells you from the get-go what they're after, I'm not going to... I take it for that word. You take it at its face value. Yeah, and I'm okay with that because that's what I want to. Like, I want the closeness without having the commitment. Mm. Honestly, I think I'm a bit of a fuckboy. <laughs> like, my friends joke about it, but I honestly you think probably I'm are a bit a of a bit. fuckboy. <laughs> I don't know. I think there's there's good – I think the casual dating was good for me at a time in my life where I was young, carefree, not too serious about wanting a relationship, but – you know, there were quite a lot of negatives to casual dating for me in that, you know, I needed a lot more security than they could offer. What about, how about like the one that, so I think a common thing that happens with people, like when girls have one night stands is they feel very insecure afterwards. Mm. Like, I, I don't know, maybe it's just me. I think we've talked about it, but I think after a one night stand, you feel kind of like, you feel this regret or you feel this ick, like you just feel like, not dirty, but I suppose like, you don't feel proud of your actions. And I feel like that sucks. Like men are like probably high-fiving their mates about the fact that they've had a one-night stand, but we are the ones that are copying the guilt about having that yeah. one-night stand. I don't know. I just... And it's it's sad. It's funny, but I, I actually... I want to erase a lot of that in my life. Because... But why? It was all shaping who you were. Like if you didn't have those experiences, you wouldn't have learnt the good and the bad and the ugly as you said mm. at the beginning of this podcast like that is very true you need the bad experiences to shape the good ones i think because it makes you realize that yeah how good you do have it when you yeah. do end up having that exactly. relationship you want and it teaches you the lesson of uh asking if they have a foot fetish before you do it. <laughs> so. the foot fetish guys please for, just please for your own safety if you're not into the whole foot fetish thing Awesome if they have a foot fetish before you see them. If it's a one-nighter, you need to know that stuff. You need to know what you're in for. Yeah, exactly. And that's it for tonight. 
We've gone through a Magnum bottle of wine. I'm feeling tipsy. There's a one litre bottle if you go to Coles. It's a BWS. No, it's Woolies. Woolies. Yeah, BWS. BWS. One litre bottle. It's great. You know, bang it's for cheap. your buck. It's eight bucks. Bang for your buck. You get a litre of wine. What more do you want? Yeah, exactly. Until next time. Signing out. <laughs>